from the neighborhood, fruit. podcast i'm ryan here with jeremy how's everybody doing as always uh first and foremost angie if you're listening thanks for the hookup uh on this episode for uh giving us the connect to chubbs yes ma'am i don't have anything really uh all that fucking the episode speaks for itself man like uh you know this is uh, a legendary ohio hardcore band who uh, i think hasn't really been covered all that much um, as far as like press and media goes criminally and which is a shame because like you know I like to discover new shit try to run up my hardcore facts and music facts in general and this is a band that I didn't really know much about either I mean obviously you know the name you know the music but the inner workings of everything you don't really uh know till you get the story from the guys themselves just because there was a bunch of misconstrued stories over the years so it was um, a pleasure talking with these guys yeah definitely fun to talk to both really great dudes lots of cool stories um you know legends in their scene so thank you if you guys are listening for taking the time to do that and uh anybody who is listening thanks for taking the time to listen Follow us on Instagram. Follow One Life Crew on Instagram. You can find that in the episode description. And unless you have anything else, Jeremy, I'm going to jump into the convo with them. Just make sure all you fruits are listening out there. You got Chubbs and me, Steve, at your service. Mean or not so mean, Steve and uh, Chubbs, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing, brother? Good. Doing uh, well. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show, talking to us. Uh, happy belated birthday, Steve. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Getting old uh, kind of sucks. Hey, man, I'll, uh, I'll agree to that. That's what I hear, but I ain't that old yet, so I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those out there who have never heard of One Life Crew, you guys formed in 94, if I'm correct. 93, 93 I think. 94. Yeah. And then that came out officially of... Na- officially 94. Okay. And that was like, af- that was uh, because of 
confront coming to an end, Steve, right? Want to start something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, confront coming to an end, no other projects, kind of knowing Tony forever since, you know, we were 11 years old, and we uh, we definitely made friends with some guys who we started hanging out with that played instruments, and uh, and kind of got the band together. You know, we went through some, some changes at first, early on, but... For the most part, we uh, we did '94 was kind of the kind of the birth of, of One Life Crew officially. Then you guys were got signed to Victory, released Crime Ridden Society, <laughs> which you're, you're telling their story dude, for them. <laughs> it, I'm just I'm just you know bringing people up to speed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now go um, ahead. But like Rodario Stomp, that's like perfect hardcore to me. It's just like the beats perfect, the grooves perfect. Um, everybody bites it. Um, I've been in bands as a child. We bit it like that chord progression, chubby your drums, all that shit, man. It's fucking that shit's golden. So, you know, as the as as we as we just go back, rewind real quick, and we'll go to Madara Stomp. The Steve was doing Confront. I did a band Die Hard, and then I did a band Integrity. And when Steve stopped with he did a, he did a band for a second called Mean Streak. Did a song on victory they had like two songs they've never did a show nothing and then now we're like let's just do a fucking band and steve uh he went to kent state university with blaze and um they lived together and i was and i did i never went to college i dropped out of school fucking i did music and shit and i was like mr belvedere for him i took him to school cooked and cleaned and hung out <laughs> with my best friend and you know he always called me mr belvedere because it, it's, it's, it's just funny but you know, we we shared a bed together. We fucking just, and it, it wasn't like a bed for transgender men back in the uh, in the eighties, early nineties. It was just, uh, uh, it was just two friends just sharing. You know, I took a I took a year off my life and just hung out with Steve. And that's how we wrote. That's how we wrote Crime Ridden. Me and Blaze and Steve, we'd sit there, and and I always say, if it wasn't for Madball Set It Off record. There'd be no One Life Crew because that we listen to that every day nonstop. If you listen to the beginning of our record and it's the beginning to set it off, yep. pretty much identical. Yeah, with, um, the, with the sirens, sirens and the horns. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, but that was, you know, when you when you had that on the beginning of the record, you know, you were hard, man. You know, you're from the streets and we're from the suburbs. We're not from the streets. But it was just such a cool transition with the helicopters, sirens, just you know, crime ridden society. Crime, sirens, horns, ambulances. So that's how really One Life Crew came together then we you know we had aaron from integrity in the band for a minute and then when all that stuff happened at the fest and we got kicked off of victory we're racist we're we're mean and aaron he left the band and fucking whatever but um that's how one life crew really started and then you have uh to go towards uh Merdario stomp uh i run all the social media pages the facebook and all that stuff and and i'll tell you i and even lately like suburban scum and firestarter la straight from california and uh, a bunch of bands they they do this to this day like i've and i always tell people like i've never seen any band's song even any band like being covered as much as Murdario stomp it is a great song and since it's been on spotify my buddy rob put it up for us he uh from cleveland he uh he put it up and i'm like so i've listened to it a lot when i'm driving i'm just like i'm like fuck that is that that record open to end is just there's not one bad riff. There's not one bad, and it sounds great. And it's not that it's our band. It's just it's a it's a fucking it's a it's a top ten record of all time. It, it, as a hardcore guy, not the beat down shit. Just 
for hardcore, you know, the victory years. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I appreciate you guys covering a song. A lot of people do, and it's it never gets old. And it, even though even though we're like 53 and he's 54 now, it, it, it really it's you know, I was telling him, I said, like when we're we're like 85 years old and the record's out of print, our kids can put it out and make money. And uh yeah, yeah, you're leaving something up. behind for generations for sure. Yeah, and, and again, that's not ego on our side. I mean, because we don't care about, about that shit. Me, I run the social media. I, I I love talking to, I love talking to kids. I love doing the interviews. I love fucking hearing people's their comments on the stuff. And uh, it's it, it's 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 amazing feeling when you like when you when you it's not you know when you accomplish something in life like you know someone got a gold uh, medallion at the Olympics or something. Crime ridden is it, it, it's up there with with the with those big things and. It doesn't get its recognition because, you know, everyone says they're racist or this or that. They got kicked off victory. They're this or that. And no one knows the truth about anybody. It, 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 so it's a hurtful thing as well as it's a, it's a it's a pleasure to be talked about and, you know, with that intro. But now, listen, I appreciate you. And like I said, I came to Cle- from Cleveland to, to Grand Rapids. Big Steve's 54. I had to bring him. He didn't even have the records. I brought him the records up because, you know, I put out in Cleveland. <laughs> So he has it, and I brought him some gifts, and uh, that's the Madario Stomp Crime Society record. No, it's something to be proud of. I mean, we speak the truth. We're a true hardcore band. Uh, we're not woke. We're not broke. Um, from the beginning, we've never changed the way we are. One Life Crew is more of a, I don't want to say a gang thing, but a lifestyle. Right. I live it. I live. I live what I talk about in the band. Um, what I talked about in my other bands. Um, from straight edge to po- politics to cultural events. I don't know. I never changed. I never changed. I'm proud of what we did. It was cool. I never made music in, in my realm to go travel the world and be a professional musician and to be a lead vocalist of a band. I did it for exa- I did it for exact fun. That was it. We well, played you- shows. We didn't get paid. We paid shows. We lost money. And, you know, it, it sucks when you go somewhere and, uh, you don't make a dime and, you know, you spend fuel money, you spend wear and tear on a, on a vehicle you purchase. But at the end of the day, we did it for fun. We did it for fun and we did it for the embracing of hardcore music, you know. And that's why we want to get you guys on so you get that recognition or at least maybe two or three more people will listen to this and <laughs> get something out of it, you know. Shit, it better be more. And we appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That is, that is, I feel uh, like, oh, it's cool. I mean, like, you guys are like, the Ohio Detroit hardcore, or sorry, yeah. Detroit hardcore, the Ohio hardcore band, sort of like Cold as Life is Detroit's hardcore band, that sort of thing. Or Negative like, Approach, or yeah, negative where approach. we like kind of bid our logo from. And uh, oh, yeah. I, even in punk that happened, I felt like, because like, there was a lot of like, you know, Ramones had New York, um, and the Dead Boys get overlooked all the time. That's true. Ohio gets overlooked. Yeah, Which good it, point. You know, it shouldn't, but... Uh, so like what happened with victory like because i don't know this story so just from even just we, myself we got we got signed before we got signed before we're even really a band just because i was an in integrity and you know dwid uh and i don't want to really put his name out there but he helped us out and he was he got us that stuff to help write a, you know straight as we were in a studio and he did some stuff for us but you know he's a piece of shit and he's a, he's a He's a thief and a bum and a fucking cocksucking fuckface. But here nor there, we put a we, we put a we put a record out. We got signed from Victory, and 
I mean, you know, the Steve's Steve's lyrics. I'll let him talk, but Steve's lyrics are Steve. Yeah. Um, everything he talks about, you know, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, black, white, sheep, gerbil, whatever. He speaks what's really going on. And if you look at people like on our, my social media, well, our social media, I would say mine because I'm there every day. I don't answer questions that he would answer because he, like I said, I always say I'm his best friend. I'm We're both strands. I'm his drummer. He writes the lyrics and nothing's racist. It's, it's real. I mean, right. what, what, what is he said? Well, dude, it's hardcore music. It's not softcore. It's hardcore. So when Steve says dirty fucking leeches, get the fuck out of here. What is he supposed to say? People, please leave. You're <laughs> yeah, so yeah, nice. No doubt. Not, no doubt. It's it's hardcore. The problem is there's not hardcore kids. Not yeah. It's uh, these, these it, hardcore it's kids weird are time. weirdos. They're they're fucking you know BLM flag waving scuzzballs that fucking are just they they're delusional. I mean you could you, I mean I'm not into that whole thing. It's, it has nothing to do about race or color. I hope I think the whole BLM thing is just uh that's Steve's department to talk, but I, I I'm not into it. And I can't be into something that I I think's fucking just just horrible, but you know people could be into stuff. I I'm not into it, but we don't fuck with any of that, man. We just give a shit about our families and music. Like honestly, well, hey, th- I mean I don't thought... mean to speak for Ryan, but I'm pretty sure that's what he thinks no. too. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to, you know, like the like the term that people forget about the the, the old fashioned terms, family first. Right. You don't listen. I don't have to like what you like. You don't have to like what I like. But if I say stuff like here, what what Steve talks about, what he says, Steve sings about, that's what he wants to sing about, right? But other people will say, well, that's racist. But we think what they sing about is goofy. But if we say it's goofy, well, fuck one of my crew, those old fat bald fucking pieces of shit, racist. Like, yeah, dude, you can't. If 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 you're gonna play dodgeball, at least be fair about it. Yeah. Oh, that's well put, man. I like that dodgeball analogy. Yeah. Very good, very good analogy. Thank you, Mean Steve. But at the end of the day, the the racism term, the racist term, is so diluted, uh, going into you know year after year, decade after decade. I mean, it's I don't look in the past; I look in the future, and that is such a, a diluted term. And people want to skirt away from that when that is mentioned anywhere. People want to skirt away and change what they either really mean in their in their hearts, or they have to put an act on and uh, and kind of do it their their own way. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud of, of where I come from. And I have uh, I have no unless you mess with me and you're white, black, whatever you are, then I have a problem with you. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't have any problem with anyone. At the, at the end of the day, I worry about my family. I worry about my money situation. I worry about my future, my goals, my challenges. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the that racism term. The shit that you should worry yeah. about. I think you said Chubbs, um the other day on your uh yeah, you know, like you were posting a live video where you're you know, guys are in your fifties, like you're gonna fucking throw down with anybody, you know? Like people just randomly talking shit. Just find that so ridiculous, I mean, you know. I mean, listen, anyone could fight, anyone could lose, anyone could win. Right, right. You know, I, I was never a fighter. I mean, Steve fucking Steve did what he did, but we're younger. You know, I was, I was just, I just, I was telling somebody at the mall or someone about straight edge and we were younger. We were like militant. We'd had, you know, being from Cleveland, like we, we'd fucking beat people up with that, that had a cigarette in their hand. Like we fucking hit it out of their hand and fucking, or we fight people who drank. I mean that and now you look back, you're like, 
God, I did some stupid shit when I was young. Yeah, but you know what? It's asshole, just you know. Yeah, I mean, but we were, you know, if you look, if you look at, you know, like Steve, Steve's very goal oriented. With me, I'm like, I'm not like Steve. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Steve is, uh, like he's, you know, he's a career. You know what I'm saying? He's moving to fucking Florida, getting a better, better job opportunity. You know, I mean, he's a six figure dude. I'm, I mean, I'm a round figure. I'm fat. You know what I'm saying? He's just, uh. <laughs> But again, he's my best friend, and and I and I'll tell you, uh, not, not off the subject, but I lost my store because Dwid from Integrity made up some shirts that fuck BLM and all this stuff. He put Walnut Crew on the city's page where my mall, my store is from. I was in a mall eighteen years, and the Black Lives Matter got a hold of it, and they I said they had a shirt that had America and a blue line, and the blue line stands for the police, and the head of the head of Lake County Black Lives Matter comes to my store and points her finger in my face and says. How dare I sell a shirt like that? The police have killed her people for too long. And I and I said, you and if nothing racist, nothing threatening, but you you fucking ugly racist cunt pig motherfucking cocksucking racist pig, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. nothing violent. Two two months later, I'm kicked out of the mall. I went through a nasty divorce five years. At 53 years old, I'm bankrupt. I'm blessed that I have music. I put this record out. I did pre-orders. I made some money. My best friend Steve is just one life cruise. Me and Steve and. You know, I told him, I said, I want to put this out, blah, blah, blah. And, and him, you know, that, that you know, has money because he, he's worked every day. And um, he said, put out the record. You know, I don't, I don't care. Make your, you know, make the money. I know what you're going it's through. never been about money from one life. Yeah. It's been about a challenge. It's been about basically changing the mindset of a few people or many, many people. That's what the music's been about. The music is, uh, like I said, it's true hardcore we don't uh, do benefits or print shirts and sell them to um, to enable leftist, uh, you know, threatening scums. I don't want to say. Well, you're being stupid, dude. I'm yeah. saying dirty yeah. fucking leases. You must get out. I mean, you can yeah. face scums. And, and, and fucking and, and hey, this guy's turning nice in his old age. No, I'm not turning nice. It just it just <laughs> people construe things in many different ways. We're all human. We all think you know. We all construe things in different ways. There's always three to four pieces of, of the truth, you know? But see, I was saying about the money, I wasn't saying, I, I put out the record and it's not like it's a million dollars. It's hardcore. I mean, you know, made 500 copies and I kept all the money to pay my bills. And moral of the story is, and I, I told me, Steve, I said, you know, I mean, this, I mean, I, I do care if I did it, you know what I'm saying? Right. So Steve's like, uh, so that, you know, that's, that's my best friend. He didn't get anything for the record. I gave him fucking, what? 10 copies and I brought him some shirts because I, I do printing. If anyone out there needs prints, t-shirts, hoodies, whatever, I do it. But, you know, this is my best friend allowed me because this is our business. And uh, I'm blessed that I have a, a like-minded best friend that understands what I'm going through. And, you know, he, he was there for me. And I, and I love this man. He's, he's my best friend. And, you know what I'm saying? And that's why yeah, that, that word is called my loyalty. That world is that word is called not selling your friends out. That word word is called sticking with one another till the end. That's the bottom line. Fucking A, man. So, that's that's a rare thing in this world nowadays for sure. How many how many people have you ever interviewed or even heard interviews or read anything that's anything like the way me and him are? And I'll tell you right now, it's very seldomly because everyone's in it for the money, for the fame, for the popularity. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? But again, you know, our record fucking is is to the test of time still. Again, not that we're on it. It's it, it's it, I think it's for my style of music. And I, I mean, you know, not turn style or any of those other bands, you know, God bless all these bands. But for us, 
No one's like us, and no one speaks their mind. No one, no one got fucking thrown off a label, talked shit about. But like for the fucking, just say twenty percent, and that's a high number. Twenty percent of people who talk shit on us. There's eighty percent of people that says fuck you guys. These guys put out fucking one of the best hardcore records of all time, and their beliefs aren't that off. But they're allowed to their opinion. Right. But when it comes to hardcore, again, hardcore, you're not allowed up to your opinion because the scene's so fucking. It's well, just it's very weird. Dramatically, it's always been a, a DIY kind of. I don't want to say. I don't want to say liberal scene, but even from the public, well, it's always days, yeah it was, been liberal leaning. It seems like yeah, a liberal leaning for sure. Good point, but uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it just changed for the. Uh, I look at some of the videos on YouTube and everything, and it's just changed in my opinion for the worst, you know. And some of these, some of these bands want to make it more mainstream, and you know they have agents and they have different things going on. Like and some was, bands so, can't play with us because their their agents say that they can't play with One Life Crew. One Life Crew's, uh, they're they're racist and this and shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, like yeah. Warzone's probably my favorite band like ever oh absolutely and uh when rabies says you know don't forget to struggle keep it in the streets all that you know keep hardcore out of big business like i still agree have with you ever that. met him no i never got i never had the chance i'll, I'll tell you this a story about him okay and, and Let like him, you interrupt him that you're right he's right about that though no no you're 100 but I, i'll tell you with the thing with him um and, and one other person that, that i've been friends with in, in, the, in the music scene for so long and, and actually Hit me up yesterday. A couple like old school hardcore all stars hit me up yesterday because they don't have Steve's number. Jimmy Stigma, Murphy's Law, one of my very good friends. He's amazing. He's fucking, he's just amazing. He doesn't care about anyone in the world. He said, dude, Tony, you're my brother. I've known you since 86, 87. And, you know, happy birthday to me, Steve. But I'll say the thing with Rabies, Rabies was such a wonderful person. He was, he was like the classic, he was like Rick to life. When Rick Rick to life was normal, like everyone loved him, he was positive. He was love. I mean, everyone loved him. Rabies was, you know, like that record. Everyone goes back to Warzone. That guy and true people. Rabies was a good dude, man. He was. Uh, but the, I was I was saying when you were talking, Cleveland One Life Crew, you come from just you guys. Listen, I, obviously you're more of Detroit hardcore, right? You guys are Detroit hardcore pretty much. Um, we're all been over in, the yeah, place. we've been in all we, over the we place. We don't specify to one area. But I'm saying you you guys live in like around Detroit, but so we, like yeah, I know what you're like saying. Like cold as life, yeah, cold as life back in the day. I mean, look, I don't know how old you guys are, but look at them. I mean, we played with them in fucking you know '87. I mean, that's when fucking Detroit was like fucking straight the murder up. city, dude. Let me tell you something. I was on tour with this band, False Hope. They're from Cleveland. They were a uh, thrashed core band. And um, the singer was like a very good friend of mine. His name's Spike. And they played with Agnostic Front at Blondie's. Okay. Yep. You guys remember Blondie's or too young? I never had the pleasure. But I've never been there. I'm only 32. I know. I know. It was closed way before I was old enough to go there. We're we're Grandpa Edge, but I was sitting there during (laughs) the day when they are all loaded in. I know the place, though, like stories of it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So the the story of this one goes we're sitting in the front, Agnostic Front, those guys. Black guy comes in and asks for a cigarette. The owner pulls out a fucking shotgun and says, get out of my club, N-word. I'm like, oh, my God. That night, these, you know, Ignacio Trump, that was, you know, when they were, like, you know, skinheads. Yeah, these yeah. guys had, like, white power shirts, 
clan, you know, just racist shit and fucking overalls and but yeah, Detroit was I mean, Detroit was I mean, New York was New York, but Detroit, since it was closer to us, yeah, sketchy. Like you just said, that's when we went there like, oh my god, those guys have tattoos on their face. They're they they did time. You know, like you're young, we're young. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think I had a tattoo. I didn't have a tattoo back then. We're like, oh my god, these guys have their faces and their heads tattooed. Detroit was the gangster spot. I still but... go to shows too. Those guys, I see them at shows when I go once in a while, you still see the same old guys, man. Yeah, at the shows still. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's good to see. It's good to see when you see some of those guys that, uh, like you said, that's multiple decades, man. Yeah, we we just had the opportunity to see uh, Colt's life not that long ago. Yeah, they yeah they did that big fest. Yeah, yeah, they did. Then they played again and um, at uh during Earth Mover reunion show uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I talked to Jeffrey. He wants to book One Life Crew. But it has to be a good, uh, it has to be a good show. Like, I mean, I want to, we want to, we, you know, we, we, it's not that we'll never play again, but we'll play. I mean, we're going to do talks right now, two shows in California in October, but I got to see if like Steve is with his job and, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously our health right. older. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never did California, but you know, us playing places, you got to be careful because, you know, being a, you know, a so-called racist band, you get, you can't play places that are very Mexican because, the one Mexican kid hates you and fucking he's going to tell everybody like, oh, they don't go to the show and let's go shoot them. You know, just really Detroit. We have nothing to worry about because there's so much backup we have there. There's right, like a right. second home for, for us. You know, I know all those guys, tattoo boys are all good friends of mine. And but yes, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I want to do a Cleveland, Detroit, Philly, a three day thing and uh, get some of the bands that support us like Fool's Game. Also, they also do our song. They're from Pennsylvania. But yeah, I mean, I want to do a couple shows, but it's not like the number one priority just because we're older and it has to. It, and not, the money doesn't have to be right because you know we're older, we can afford gas money in a hotel. But I mean, if we had our way, we we do fucking three shows. It'd be in someone's basement for three shows, twenty people, fucking just that's what I like surfing the ceiling of a fucking oh, laundry yeah, man. room. And I lo- I love stuff like that, man. I mean, back in the day, shows like that were the best. Everyone's packed in, smelly, sweating. We played at Youngstown in the basement of a bar. Was that a bar that we played? I think you did that with that blue kid. You didn't yeah. do that with us. Yeah, where, you just did, was it? I didn't go. That was, oh. You did that. You had your fucking FTP coat on and shit. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. I, yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love Yeah, basement like is fucking. I mean, that's. I don't like overproduction, man. Not not in the hardcore realm. I don't like overproduction. I like, I kind of just like grassroots. Yeah, plug best. in, fucking that's, play. Chinese. Yeah, that's me personally. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's me personally. That's that's how I think. That's what I love. And like I said, we played a show in Philadelphia. I remember they're like, "Oh, we can't really pay you that much." I'm like, "Hey, just get us some cheesesteaks, and we're good, man." You know, we like to eat. Right. Yeah, I'm hungry. So was, uh, you know? And I I think they forgot the mayo. We were pissed. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I forgot something stupid. Like I remember, yeah, Joe Harcourt. <laughs> they actually had us. At, and this is a good story. Hey, they were supposed to play the church, the First Unitarian Church, whatever in Philly. They, they still do shows and. Some groups were fucking hit, sending letters to the priests and saying this band's coming there, they're racist and don't have them play. So the night before they had to switch it, but they they, they only told us a few select people, and we ended up playing a small place called the Barbary in Philly, and it probably held fucking eighty people, hundred people, but it it's you know sold it out. I hate to say sell it out because we're not like you know so we didn't sell out fucking a ten thousand person room, but it ended up being jam packed. But that's what Joe Harcourt put the show on. And Steve told the guy, we don't need no money. Just get us some cheesesteaks. And they forgot the mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, fuck, they tried. That, 
But yeah, those that's are the just best funny. shows, that, man. Yeah, yeah those are the best shows. I I do agree with it. It was it was a good time. I mean, you know, hardcore shows are a good time if again if you're around like minded people. Like you know, you go to shows now. You have in the corner of these people, other corner of these people, in the middle you have this person, and then outside you have the other people. Like no one's there to kick it. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I know. Really, I really weird, man. I, and I do contradict myself because I've seen some really good shows that are really big and and have more production than a basement show or more production than a small club show. GBH Crow Mag's tour was absolutely probably one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, it was unbelievable and it was done right. And it was still raw too, though, you know. And and I, I judge a band when I go see a band, even even to this day, I judge a band on if they sound like the record. Right. They have to sound like their record. And uh, that's important to me. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so hard, I hardcore shouldn't be like Simon and Garfunkel or something. Like, it shouldn't be some overproduced, like, crystal clear, yeah. pristine. Yeah, and what shit, you put like, down on the 100%. Record, you be we have a lighting guy. Live. We've got we have our own guy at the mixing board, and our tour bus has central air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even. Hey, know real central quick, shout out, house. shout out to Scott Vogel of Terror. My dude hit us up yesterday and wished me and Steve happy birthday. And another shout out to Richie from Wisman Change. Richie Crutch shot it out, gave me and Steve a call yesterday for his birthday. A lot of other people did, but those are still uh, some shout outs to uh, a couple of our very, very, very good friends. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words and the birthday wishes. Uh, I, pr- I appreciate those guys. Hell yeah, man. That's OG style. That's OG. Steve doesn't do a lot. I do most of this stuff, so Steve doesn't do a lot of this. So when I put a picture on with me and Steve... You know, we got more likes on any of our pictures on our on our Instagram page, and because you know Steve's uh Steve's a legend. He's fucking Steve from Confront. He's he doesn't go on do interviews, so he's 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 more of a uh, he's a myth he's a, quiet, a myth mythical and, fucking figure. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 coming on here, like honestly, like uh, and it's not like you got to say thank you, mean Steve, but Steve doesn't do this shit. Oh you know yeah, saying? I realize that. So when I told you last week, I said I'll be up there. If, you know, it's a bonus to have me and Steve. Even though we woke him up from a midday nap at fifty-four, yeah, he takes. That's you good. know, I'll send you a picture of him napping with his two dogs on the screen. <laughs> the, the drooling front, as well. Drooling, and you could you could you yeah. put down the front of the a picture. But he yes. Uh, <laughs> and and, and in, con- in the contrary, we appreciate what you guys do. Like you said, it takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of gumption to do um, to do podcasts and to do any kind of interviewing. I mean, you have to know what you're doing, what you're going to say. You have to deal with the good, the bad. So uh, we do appreciate that as well. It helps to have talkative people. Like yeah. Sometimes you get a dry guy that's just like one answer for each question and done, move on. But <laughs> yeah, like it helps to have You guys have to take control so. then and kind of spice it up a little bit. Yeah, but... and sometimes you're like fumbling. You're like, fuck, what do I ask next? But a lot of times, I mean, it just kind of... The conversation flows out naturally. That's why we kind of just let it go where it goes instead of trying to make something scripted to where it feels all unnatural and like you're in a, you know, on 60 seconds or something. It's funny you say that when you do interview for any companies or anything else, when you scripted questions aren't my forte. And a lot of corporate, uh, you know, a lot of corporations have the scripted four or five questions. Yeah. And when you could just be real and kind of talk about yourself and talk about what you can offer to the company, it flows so much better. Just kind of the, the whole, the whole piece of the puzzle comes together so best, so so well, you know, so much better. And I love your logo, negative approach logo too. I appreciate it. Thank you, <laughs> gangster. There's uh, oh, yeah, cool. only like a handful of people that have pointed that out, actually. which is insane. Which is to weird. Me. Like I expected everybody to just be like, "Oh, cool, negative approach," but 
like I have the banner hanging in the front of my record store and uh there was this old record store? Yeah, we do this podcast in the back, in the of, back the of the record, record store. Probably left that okay, out. Okay, hey, how come you never bought our records for your store? <laughs> I I'll hit you. you do you have some left cuz I can hit you up after we get done. I mean, I don't really. I'm gonna do another pressing. I think we're gonna do Jordan colorways. Like we're gonna do a red, white, and black. That's what I was gonna uh, ask next. Was like, I believe, yeah, you sold out of the first run already, didn't you? Yeah, that's what yeah, I, I got. Yeah, I, I, like, I have a, I have it, a, I have a couple. I left it because I, I know a bunch of not you, but I know a bunch of my moron friends. They're gonna be like, dude, let me get a record. It came out six months ago or whatever it came out. Right. And fucking, I mean, but everyone wasted the last minute. I mean. I could probably sell you like eight of them or something. You know what I'm saying? Right now. I'll uh, get in touch with you when we're done here. Well, thank you, Steve, yeah, yeah, for yeah. letting uh, Chubby put that out. Because, man, when I got that, I was like, you know, it was kind of like finding the fucking holy grail. Because I never thought I'd see a pressing of that. I had well, to I'll tell you my... why I did it. I'll tell you why I did it. I don't even own one. So one of my, and me, me and Steve, we never say fans. We say friends. Friends that are fans of the band. Because fans is like if you're in Motley Crew. So one of my friends sent me a gr- not a green vinyl, black vinyl. I don't, have the, I don't even have the good one. But it's I don't really care about it just because I'm old. I don't fuck. What am I, I'm not gonna make a plaque in my fucking office anymore. But right. um, so I was like, dude, these kids are spending fucking three hundred dollars a record. I'm yeah. Like, fuck this guy. And I don't want people doing that. So I was like, well, I'll put the record out. I don't think I didn't think I was gonna sell five hundred. I mean, five hundred is not a lot. I mean, well, I mean, after giving the band, the people in the band some shit, I probably, you know, probably sold to say 450, but still, that's a lot to be no, that's a band that's not even relevant. Yeah. But it, but the next pressing, I'll do another 500 just to sit on. People still buy them. American Justice, I got to work on. I know. You have the CDC. You got to find it if you haven't. Yeah. I got to work on that. It's a lot of work to do the shit. It's a lot of work to do a label, especially like, like I only had maybe four distros. I think I, uh, Japan bought. This guy bought a 20, the other guy bought six, the other guy bought 25. So not a lot of distro, not no help at all from anybody. I don't even think really people repost it, posted it, but you know, just say 450 kids bought the record that love the record. So, but yeah, the next I'm I'm gonna do another pressing just because and nothing comes out of pocket because everything's a pre-order. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So like doesn't nothing comes safer, out of your pocket. The safer way. Yeah, and to I do never it. knew. And I, my, my buddy who helped me with that, um, uh, John Strickland from TNF Fuckery, Hell's Heart Clothing, uh, my dude. He, uh, I did, a, I was on his podcast. Me and Steve were actually separate times, but uh, he said, "Do it." I'm like, "Dude," but then I was like, "Fuck it." And then I'm like, "Well, what's well, pre-order? What's a pre-order?" So nothing out of pocket. So I'm like, "Fuck it, this is great." So I did the pre-order and I put up the first day and like my my paper went bing 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 <laughs> like at a fucking uh, at a fucking uh, casino. And you won the lottery. It's like bing, 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 bang, 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 boom, boom, bang, bang, bing, 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 bing. Then it stopped. Three seconds later, bing, bing, bing. It's like so again and again. I mean, that's not a lot of records, but you know, if you look at when he put up that fucking Spotify, and I, I mean, I, I'm on Spotify, so I see what bands do. I'm like, like the first day was thirty nine hundred people. Yeah, that was fucking in twenty four hours. I think that listen for a non relevant band, but like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a band that has some some uh some a legacy to it and that's uh i forgot the word we used before but that has relevancy and for doing it for the spotify it's like fuck dude that thing i was excited i mean because i'm a fan of the band as well as you know i'm i'm, I'm the you know 
you know, the member, me and Steve. So, but yeah, the record, and then we're going to do American Justice, and I'm, I'm going to do a, uh, my other band, I don't know if you ever heard my other band, Heavyweight. I played Detroit a couple times. I have. And uh, um, so I'm going to do it 12 inch. and shit before with yeah, the hoodie. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did. I had some little little compilation things from Fast Break. I haven't put my demo on there, but I'm gonna do a confront split heavyweight twelve inch. Nice. So, you know, just to, and then maybe my old band Die Hard and now, maybe uh, is there a, a new song a that one. you guys did? What'd you say? Did you post something? I thought I saw a post not long ago where it was like, was it yeah, Die, Die Hard, Hard doing a new song? No, that's well, that's confront. I have, I have. I have a whole record that I wrote for heavyweight that I never put lyrics to. And, oh, okay. you know, being playing music, you know, being from Cleveland, everything sounds like, like Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? Like I would yeah. never be in a band that didn't sound like Cleveland. So with, with that being said, we, we, uh, we're gonna, it's hard to get, you know, Steve to do lyrics and it's just hard to do stuff when we're out. We're just also, cause we don't really care about doing new stuff. Cause I, like I, everyone's like, you just knew a new record. I hate bands that older bands that put out new shit. Like you don't want to, Listen, you want to hear Murdario's? If we played a concert by your area, what's the one song you'd want to hear? Is Murdario Stomp. You're not going to want to hear fucking a new song that we recorded a week ago. Well, yeah, you know what? You want like, to hear? Yeah. You want to hear the classics? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Plus, like the older you get, like you don't. The, I don't know. The lyricism, everything changes. Like, your whole attitude. Well, changes. there's your nothing changed with Steve. Steve's the same Steve that. That 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 uh we've been since we were fucking when we met when we we're fucking you know 12, 13 years old, I mean he still like he went today he went and got a new pair of Vans his kids wear Vans I mean you know we we all we still dress the same act the same road rage Steve still listens to GBH he's, he's a punk rock hardcore dude like I mean I listen to everything like I mean listen I hate to say this on on a, a thing but having an eight year old daughter I'm a Swifty I don't care. I love Taylor Swift. Say it loud and girl. proud, Chubby. Motherfucking. I love her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do all that shit. But when you have a kid, you know, things change when you have a kid. Yeah. We're still, like Steve here. Steve, for example, here's Steve's Yeti right here, okay? He's a Yeti thing. He has One Life Crew stickers on there, Trump stickers on there. He's never going to change. I mean, he's just, I changed a little bit because I, I got kind of forced into fucking going bankrupt at 53 and losing everything because of, you know, hardcore nerds and, um, but blessed, 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 blessed that I have, you know, a band that I could fall back on and put something out and help me with my bills for the time being till I, I know what I'm doing. And again, I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for my best friend that gave me the blessing and said, you do what you got to do. You know, I gave him a little something, whatever, just cause he's my, I, 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 I always tell him I feel horrible. And he says, why? No, no big deal. But I, you know, I, he, and he's not Italian, but I had to give him a little envelope, like a bar mitzvah money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to get beat up by me and Steve when I'm 53. I already got a sciatic <laughs> nerve, pinched disc. It's not gonna. It's not a not a healthy situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's never gonna happen, man. Like you said, I go back to loyalty. I go back to ethics. I go back to freaking consciousness. I go back to freaking being myself and never changing, never sacrificing my mindset, which my wife my wife has issues with. You know, because I kind of laugh at her for listening to country music now and some different things. I'm like, yeah, you're a punker. We're punkers for life. And she's like, not me anymore. And it's kind of funny because I can't uh, I can't go a day without listening to Terrorizer or Crumb Suckers or Straight Ahead. And uh, 
I don't know, man. I just, I just can't change. I feel like I'm selling myself out if I change. Even the older I get chronologically and breaking down, I still can't, I still can't change. You still wear Dickies. You still wear Vans. You know, you it's just, you can't change, man. I don't know. Still wearing camel weird. pants. Yeah. Dude. It's still the same, man. It's just, uh, it's weird, except I'm just older and my body's weirder and, and my fucking hair follicles have fallen out. Dude, Mine just so told you great. it wasn't a phase, mom. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> that a sort of thing. <laughs> you know, the thing is, as I sit here as a fan of music, podcasts, and people, I just, you know, I'm not around Steve, like, let Steve, like I am. We could do this over the phone. I could be in Cleveland. He could be here. But, dude, it's just, it's, as I think, I'm just, again, you interview bands and you watch bands, you listen to shit, you do your homework. No one's like Steve. I mean, really, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm just a hardcore nerd. But Steve is just so he he's always been ahead of his game, dude. And I, you know, I've always been a fan of him just because, you know, with Confront, he he, you know, he did we did bands before Confront, but never were was put on the map. We did a band called Mashaholics. Very, very cool name, but Rabbinical Failure. Rabbinical failure. We did some <laughs> oh, stupid shit, but cool name. Steve is Steve is Steve's always been ahead of his game. And as much as he's mean Steve, he's super nice to the people around him. And it is he was never mean Steve where he got the name about to his, to, to our people around our scene. Cause people dude, Steve was one of the most popular kids. Cause he was, he was ahead of his, he was ahead of his, his head of his game. And listen to him now. He's just, he's, he's a great person, dude. I, that, and then he I had, appreciate that. I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, that's he, why we've been, that's why we've been friends for 12 years through good and bad, but I'm also saying that because years old. I should I'm say. always saying that cause also cause he's years. buying dinner tonight. <laughs> I'm buying a bocce tonight guys. Um, I'm buying a bocce. We like a bocce. So yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I appreciate a... you guys for what you do, and yeah. uh, like you said, Thank I wish you. I could tell you some good show stuff because back in the day, it was fun to play, man. You looked forward to it. You got out of school, and you know, even when I was in college, I'm like, all right, man, I gotta miss this day of classes because we're going here for the weekend or whatever it may be. You looked forward to that, you know. It was it was it's a lot of work and effort though. That's why those guys on tour that we know and we've been friends with in the past. God, God bless those guys, because I don't think I could be with a bunch of people in a band for for tour after tour after tour. I couldn't even I couldn't even when we did Buffalo and Albany tours like Cleveland, I couldn't even stand these guys. I remember Tony and I, I was I was roading and I sang a couple shows for integrity and I was roading and Tony and I literally two blocks from his house got in an argument. And he tried punching me, and he punched the freaking uh, the sun oh, the visor, light, the light, the light. This, yeah, the sun visor was uh, the van we were in his van that he owned. So it was kind of funky. I just, I don't know how those guys do it. I give them nothing but kudos to be a professional musician their whole life. Cause I just, that's not what I wanted. That's not, wasn't my goal, but uh, it's uh it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time being away from your family and loved ones. It's, it's insane, dude. Yeah. I think it's insane. Insane. Yeah, they a sacrifice a lot more than people realize. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I think it takes a certain person for sure. Fronts and shit. Yeah, especially like uh, even like the hard work, like you know, those guys kind of got to the level of where they were like touring on a like a wider scale. But think of like bands like uh, like the Coffin Cats, who are still like touring in a yeah, small still van, putting like, it on the putting it to the floor fucking, and don't give a fuck. Yeah, touring like nine yeah. to ten months out of the year, like that's a lot of work. That's a lot of patience. Like I mean, like you said, Steve, like I get annoyed with people if i'm around the same people too long and i don't have like my own space and i feel like that this is kind of like your dilemma on tour was being stuck like 
with the same people over and over and not having any breathing room type of thing like that would drive me fucking nuts yeah i i i'm i'm with you 100 it's it's just funky and you know when i look into that and i look into hey if i wouldn't have written these lyrics and spoke my mind the way i thought at the time i wonder if it would have been different you know i wonder if if our path as a band would have been different which it probably would have but would i still go enjoy touring the world day after day after day after day and not knowing, you know, I don't know if they have 401ks or anything else, but I always look into that in the future. Like, man, I got to make sure my retirement's right and tight. Do Will I have that if I, if I toured in a band, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just speaking out of, out of turn probably, but I don't know. I was just more calculated than that, I guess. Well, I mean, there's Rather a million than... and there's no, no disrespect to these bands, but there's a, you know, there's a million hate breeds, a million mad balls, et cetera. There's only one, one life crew. Like, well, so I appreciate it. Even, yeah. even if you guys' career went differently, like I, you may not have the sort of legendary lore status about you guys that you have now because it would have been oversaturated exactly. over time. It's good that yeah. you wrote what you good wrote point. in it. And like maybe at the time you're like, motherfucker, this is some bullshit. But like now, 2024, it's fucking everybody's curious. Everybody wants to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like. You know, we want to hold you up and do it at the steam that you deserved, you know, fucking 30 years ago or whatever. Because they're like, you guys have been talked about in hardcore conversations for years and years. Like, you know, I'm young, so you guys were pretty much disbanded by the time I was even old enough to be at a show. And you always one of those like kind of mysterious hardcore bands that you didn't get to know a whole lot about other than just what you could hear from the few tracks that were out there that you could get your hands on. And the thing with, 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 with Crime Ridden, like you're saying, having written Crime Ridden, that just gives us the, like the Willy Wonka golden ticket because it puts you in a different, even though you're hardcore, you know, here's the thing with One Life Crew, it, yeah. It, it comes from straight edge. It comes from hardcore. It comes from when you rap. It comes from the streets, but we're from the burbs. It's there's so much difference that that like you know, Madball's from the streets. Uh, Hatebreed are metal. I mean, you know, but, but but yeah, One Life Crew. I, and I always and I always think when I talk about it, like, why is it such a a a good different record? I just I don't get it. But then when it, when it went on Spotify. And I listen to it every fucking day. I'm like, fuck, dude. That's a good fucking record. And yeah, it's you know, every we, track's a banger. We, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's more of an EP, but every song is fucking good. And and you know, people on the, on the internet they're doing that like, what's that challenge like? Of a, oh no, ten best records. You know, the best oh, yeah. records are ten out of ten. Ten thing, yeah. So people fucking, you know, a couple people did that for us, obviously. Shit, that's a good idea. So well, I mean, it's like, definitely cool. Think about, like, just to put this into perspective, like, you had 3,900 people listening the first day. Like, <laughs> yeah, think of 3,900 people in a room together. Like, that's a huge turnout. It's a big-ass show. Yeah, it's a, that would be fucking pretty gangster to fucking do a show with 3,900 people. But, you know, for us, I mean, 3,900 3, people, three people, you know, we did. We, you know, we did a, the last show. I think we did was in Mansfield, Ohio, and it was like this fest uh, down there in Empire of Rats. And um, the take we're supposed to play, but then they came off because the bass player said we can't play with them; they're racist. 
And I knew those guys in the band because one guy was from Ignacio Front, one guy was from Spud Monsters, which was from Cleveland. And I put out a shirt. It said One Life Crew, and it said Trump Corps 2020. And because I made that shirt, bands dropped off the show. And <laughs> and that just made that that just proved to everyone that oh they're racist because I made a shirt that says Trump Corps 2020. You're not hardcore <laughs> unless you live hardcore. You know what I'm saying? But like, fuck yeah, but, but why is it okay? Why is it okay for people to say that about us, but we're not allowed to say something back? Right. Is that and it's not it's like I said, the dodgeball thing, it's just like you know, it's like dolphins. They they come in out of the water, they make a comment, they go back in the water. Then they come up out of the water and say they go back in the water. Like it's like they're not standing there and saying anything. They're 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 uh you know, that's the unfair part. Oh, we made a shirt that says Trump Corps 2020 and fucking we're racist because of that. Is that the most ignorant thing I've ever I mean, that's just ignorant. It's not even funny. It's it's just ignorant of 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 people saying that, and you know, what I'm saying that. I mean, listen. I mean, Steve loves Trump. I mean, Steve, like Richie, Richie from Wisdom Change always says, "Man, Steve wears Trump sock shirt, <laughs> dude. He 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 would he would marry that guy. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it, listen, we joke around, and you know what I'm saying? Hey, stop it right now. We're doing a podcast. Dogs are getting a little crazy. Um, but Man. I know I just did that. I just, I know they're getting, I don't know if they're fucking, they're upset or something, but um, these dogs have dog privilege. I don't know if you know dog privilege. It's like white privilege, but they have dog privilege. They have fucking, they're just spoiled rotten. Yeah, I got, my cat's and, uh, got cat privilege. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I always said if, if you have animals, they should fucking have everything in the world. You know yes, what I'm saying? Sir. I mean, I'm just saying, my dog's fucking, dude, I mean, I mean, they're just, I mean, and here, my, my two Boston Terriers passed away last year, and I'll tell you. Sorry to hear my that. My girl, I have, I, yeah, yeah, it's, it was the worst, worst, worst. Well, okay, actually, my dude did, he tattooed my both, one dog on one of my feet on the top, and the other one has the other foot of mine. And see what my dog's name was, Styles and Chopper. And uh, the thing with my with my dog, Styles and Chopper, I, I put their faces on top. And my name's Anthony Michael, my legal name, Anthony Michael. So Chopper. It's Chopper Anthony and Styles Michael, and that's what it says on on top of my foot. Oh, that's like, they have cool, my man. names. Yeah, they have my names there. You know, and you know, it's uh for pets. It's like fucking. I, I just think if if you have a pet, just please fucking make sure they fucking get everything. They have to have the time. You can't work fifteen hours a day. They got it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, pets are pets. Pets are a big big part of hardcore. I think everyone has a pet. and They love dogs, and they're fucking uh. Shit, of course they're a big part. Think of all the album uh-huh. covers that have had a fucking pit bull on them. Like, what, <laughs> if there was never dogs involved in hardcore, there would have never been all those That's album covers. So you could wear like a couple T-shirts, hoodies, jackets, all from different bands with dogs on them. Yep. I mean, I don't think we had nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying it's like a. That's like the hardcore mascot is a fucking. Big, well, dude, you guys are young, but. Detroit had that band Pitbull. Yep, yep. I got. I was lucky enough. A friend of mine, Keith. Shout out to Keith. He lives down there. He gave me. He got a little bigger as time got went on, and he gave me an old uh, Pitbull Ringer T-shirt where they took like the Paps logo and then put like old time Detroit hardcore. So that was pretty cool. I wear that every now and then. Yeah, we played them. God, fucking, it's fucking eighty-seven. Maybe he's a. God, that was a fucking Mikey Pitbull, man. He's he's up there too. But fucking uh yeah, music's music's a good part of, of everything. You know, like I said, blessed I put the record out and 
the next prep thing I think I'm not going to do. Well, the the crime ridden was the original color was like a camo color, like the green and black, so it looked like more like a camo. Yep. Um, and then then I I did it red, white, and blue, and American Justice is going to be camo. But the the second pressing of Prime Ridden, I don't know what I'm going to do for the colorways. I'll talk to Steve about it. I mean, so I, I don't know uh, what we'll do. But American Justice, what's the? Uh, do you have an ETA on that by chance? Um, well, I have to I have to work on it. Uh, starting uh, this week, I got to get because, dude, when you when you do it, like where we take the CD, send it to this guy from, from uh, record some shit, my friend from back Cleveland, then he has to remix it, master it, send it to New York. You know, that's like two months for that. Okay. But see, what I have to do is, what I have to do is I have to, American Justice is going to be tricky because there's a million, there's skits, there's songs, there's rap songs. We're putting everything on there. And then I'm putting Reality Check as a bonus on there. Yeah. And it's going to be a long fucking record. It's two, two disc gate folds. It's, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's costly to do shit like that too. But I mean, you make the money, fucking double the money. So, yeah. Um, it's you know I'm, I'm, uh what's the holiday at the end of May Memorial Day yeah Memorial you know Day, I'm th- yeah. I'm shooting for Memorial Day oh okay. nice shooting shooting for Memorial Day but it takes time and you, you, it sucks to give time because it's hard to do this it's not like fucking uh you just send it in but you gotta you it's like the place in New York that does the A to Z media I gotta give them um you gotta give a rundown of every track how many seconds it's like fuck dude like it's a lot of fucking work but. I can't wait for for gatefold. I don't think a lot of. I think you had a. I think Steve had a agnostic front gatefold back in the day. You had every record, but I don't know how about bands do gatefold. So I wanted to do something kind of cool. I could just do a fucking double LP into a cardboard thing, but I think the gatefold would be kind of cool. Put maybe Trump's face in there. I don't know. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm just kidding. Gatefolds are tight yeah. though, man. No yeah. doubt. Like when. Uh... When Dom from A three eight nine did the cold as life stuff, like a, one of them, I think it was the demos one, had like collections of years of pictures of the band and like different flyers and all sorts of yeah, cool shit. Yeah, that was a nice there. setup. Yeah, I'm gonna. I got a kid out of Iowa who uh, likes the band. He did the fucking ads for both of our records, and uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some pictures of you know Steve and myself and um, some gold Cleveland shit and get, get maybe you know get some stuff taken care of, but. I mean, it's a lot of work, and I gotta—I actually gotta get—I gotta get down to that. The fucking, because uh, that's—that's just—it just takes a lot of time. I—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm praying the end of May, and I don't work, so I could fucking, you know, this—I mean, I can spend all the time. But when you have other people doing it, and it's like they're doing it for side money and on the side, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's not, know, not, it, not their first yeah, it's priority. Not their priority. Well, it, it's a priority for me, priority one, because you know, you know, and and, and this record. I mean, like I said, when, I, when the first record came out, it was like, bing, 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 like the lotto. The second one's not lotto. It's more like ping, another day, ping pong, next day, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know my noises are fucking crazy, but that's what happens when you're old. You fucking, you talk crazy. Um, but yeah, this, this, I mean, it's going to sell. I mean, they'll pay for it. Even if I got to put a couple thousand of my own money, you know, I got to do what I got to do. But um I'm excited for American Justice. I, I mean, both the both records are different. I mean, Crime Rins more hard. American Justice is is great songs, faster, more punker, um, with funny skits. Like I know Aaron from Integrity. I talked to him like a couple months ago, and he's like, I said, I said, well, you don't think we're racist? He goes, Dude, you killed Mexicans on the record. Oh, dude. Like, I was like, we killed Mexicans. We killed white, black Mexicans. 
We basically what Steve does, and, and I always say it, okay? And it's kind of a funny way to say it, but Steve is his lyrics are like watching the news. He'll keep you up to date. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like a newscaster, but again, it's hardcore. So if he says dirty fucking leeches, get the fuck out of here, you cut cock sucking pig fuck, that's hardcore. I mean, this isn't Sonny and Cher fucking. Remember, as an as an offshoot to that, that song is about illegal immigration and what it's doing to the country, and obviously we see what it's doing in modern day times. And uh, so that was so blown out of context; it was ridiculous. Yes, sir. that happens all the time, though. Ever, especially yeah. now with the internet, people always misconstrued and then fuck up details or miss the whole point of the thing entirely, and it becomes a whole thing yeah. that it shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah, it's a shame because I always say, since I'm a Pisces, Pisces see the future. Okay. Of all time, guys. So yeah, so I, I wrote some stuff where I, you know, after Timothy McVeigh obviously bombed the federal building in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, freaking I don't know, man. I just had this feeling, this gut feeling, and we know progression was going to happen anyway with domestic terrorism and and international terrorism, but uh, just crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can't believe what uh. What a uh, a farce that song became! It's a freaking joke, man. And the race is, like I said, very diluted term, very very diluted uh, when it comes to law enforcement and people trying to get out of different crimes and different things. Oh, you're racist, and it's just so diluted. It's so old in the tooth. It's such nonsense. Oh, well, I love. And at the end of the day, man, oh, sorry, I'm a Jewish. I'm a Jewish guy from Muslim, you know, Muslim immigrants. To be honest with you. So my wife says, you're not even a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. funny. But, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, dude, we all freaking do our thing, man. We all, you know, it's, it's good that we have, we have things to do like this and be on a podcast and you guys obviously hosting the podcast and working your ass off. Um, it's, it's pretty cool that we get to talk about the reality of what's going on and the reality of hardcore music. And, and it's a shame it's gone where it's gone. Um, uh, to be honest with you, there's very few bands that I could listen to in modern day hardcore history. Or modern gonna, day hardcore. I was going to ask that if there's, you know, since you guys feel the way you do about it currently, are there bands out now that you do enjoy or not really? Nah, to, to be honest with you, and I know it sounds it sounds bad, but I really uh, I I go back. You know, everything that I have downloaded is all old school, old school punk and old school hardcore. Yeah, you know, from antidote and old New York City stuff to you know, I don't listen to SSD anymore. When I had my internet, my internet, my Instagram page, I got in a little tussle with those guys. And like I said, I'm uh, I'm far right conservative, so so I'm far right. So I don't I don't get along with some of the people that are far left. Which everyone has their own opinion. This is America. We have our own political views and our own yeah, views on reality. Everyone's allowed to have their only the left. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, for for the most part, that's how it works right nowadays. But there is more people. There is more people that think like I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. I'm besides be, behalf of myself. There are more people that think like I do. Um, that are kind of closet creatures. You know, they're kind of they kind of they kind of stick out there. They do stuff under the radar. And and as a professional guy, I do a lot of stuff under the radar right now too. I stopped being a part of some groups I was in, uh, political groups and different things, just because. You have to stick more towards the center of the needle right now in order oh, I, to have, hear be you. successful. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, same thing with your podcast and everything else. You wanna you wanna apply yourself to the vast group of people and let them judge you who you are, you know, who who your podcast is rather than who your political beliefs are, who your 
you know, like I said, modern day events, culture, you know. Yeah, we, uh, we always try to just keep it about the music and stuff because that's like what. Yeah, keep why, it about the music. Keep it about the center. It. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's like, what it's about. I'm not, like a, said, I'm not a political person in general, really, at all. Like, I pretty much worry about what affects me, my business, my family. And then to me, yeah. there's good people, bad people, and, every, you know, that's that's the way of the fucking world. But it's uh, that's one of those things that I don't really get into because it's just it frustrates the hell out of you, certain stuff. And it's... Uh, oh, yeah, both sides, both sides. It's, yeah. There's no common ground. It's... You know, Which, but mean, unfortunately, there, there should be common yeah. ground. Like, you know, it should be like people elevating people, not this side gets this, yeah. that side gets that or whatever. I agree with that. I agree with that. But there's just things out there that I can't I can't back up having children and and huh. having third party bathrooms. Like, I just can't back that up. And I talk about it. No, I talk about it. Yeah, and, dude, that's uh, I don't not, agree with that shit. Either. Nothing wrong with the. Uh... Yeah. expressing and that. it's you know and, and that's just part of modern day civilization that's not political per se i just can't i just i can't get behind some of that stuff right that, that, you know that's that not political you. to me no not at all that's that's not that's common sense that's common courtesy it's fucking family. Uh, that's just the right thing to do that's 100 percent. but people construe that as hey if you don't if you think that way you're on the right side and and that's not how it should be at all that's yeah. not how it should. That's, yeah. that's not the case at all. It's not situation. left or right. It's like my family side. Nobody agrees to disagree anymore either. Right? Like it's, yeah, it's always yeah. got to oh, be yeah. a fucking yeah. giant argument. Like you know, Absolutely. everybody's not going to view things the same way. As long as you're not fucking blowing up a church or a school or something, like you know, hurting anybody, like let people live their lives. Yeah, and like I said, I appreciate you guys doing it for the music because that's what. I mean, it's good to have all sides of the spectrum, no matter if you're one of those new hate six kind of bands or whatever that that stuff that they do out, you know, out there. I'm not in uh, I'm not in any of that stuff. So I, I uh, I'm very narrow, narrow minded on music. So to so your question before, there's not many um, there's not many new bands that I enjoy. That's fair. So so I did want to ask I was going to ask this earlier, but uh is there some story behind how you got the name Mean Steve, or was that just from your earlier band, or earlier band, and just like I said, just kind of not never faltering from my beliefs, and mm-hmm. me never, never wanting to, uh, never wanting to succumb to the majority. I just want to kind of do my thing, be my own self, and so you know, I was, I, more I like have some honest mean... Steve, then yeah, right? yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not the meanest guy in the world, but I've done stuff that I that I definitely I don't want to say regret, but hope my, that, that my children don't follow my footsteps. Which, from tell, the past. Tell, tell me, oh, you yeah. went to a morgue. Tell tell me the time when you went to the morgue. Yeah, I, I went to the morgue with a couple guys. During one of our shows. It, yeah, we went to the morgue. We we got friend friendly with this gentleman, and uh, he was a he did. Um, he was a medical student who did dissection of the throat. Okay. So he would uh, he would definitely draw pieces of the throat and the esophagus. So the Jane Doe's and the John Doe's in the morgue, um, that was some of the specimens that he had, you know. So he took us, reluctantly, he took us to the morgue. And I was with a couple other guys, my old college roommate. They were kind of sick in the head. And we went to the morgue and we went to the first room. And it was just John Doe's. You know, with their sternums, their sternum sliced open, 
and it was just like uh, chest cavity just cracked right open like you could see all inside shit yeah oh yeah yeah it was insane and it was uh it was carnage and and a few of us i won't name who and we did some stuff where by the time we got to the second the second morgue um this morgue had more or less i don't want to say buckets they had they had pieces of they had body parts in aluminum hazardous containers and we again did some very dismal things to people that died in you know good or bad i don't want to say good causes but bad causes or awful causes yeah. and like i said not proud of that as i look back but uh it was uh it was we did some mean things put it that way yeah someone they took an ear and they put on a gold chain like run dmc gold chain and they're wearing the ear someone's ear on a gold chain they put it right through the fucking the hole in the ear and they put a they're wearing an ear like it was a pendant okay not gonna lie at a young age because of like vietnam movies and shit i might have done that you know, yeah, I they always were just... thought it was cool, like to fucking if you're gonna fuck somebody up, to take their we ear. We were young. We were young. Yeah, we were yeah exactly. When you're young, you know. Imagine, yeah, but you man, what if like what a, what a... Gein had a diamond chain? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> ear. Yeah, I, I used to be really infatuated with serial killers, and he uh, he definitely had some mementos that were freaking nuts. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, yeah, stuff like that, and just you know, I don't know, man. I've always, I've always had a Type A personality. I'm a little more mellow now, um, as I get older. But I always had a Type A personality to fly off the hook, to want to fight you, to want to do that stuff. And well, his name's Mean Steve. But now, since he's older, he got he he he's I I was making him some stuff up here. He said extra large. I'm like, I thought he said it was a double X triple X. So it's no more Mean Steve. It's Lean Steve. Ooh, Ooh, Steve. Lean Steve. Extra large, Lean Steve. <laughs> Well, like I said, when you get older and you uh incredible shrinking you con- man, you contract some different diseases like diabetes type two and everything. Damn. It helps you definitely lean down in the in the wrong ways. You lose a lot of muscle as well. That but, sucks, man. Yeah, you gotta always keep your health out there, man. You can't have any podcasts, you can't have any bands, you can't have any life unless you keep your health anyway, you know? Yeah. For sure. So yeah, but yeah, that's some of some of the stuff we did when we were younger. Like I said, I I don't regret it. I just uh, I don't want my kids to follow in the same footsteps because some of the stuff we did was deplorable. Yeah. It was deplorable. And some of the people that I had confrontations with and did things too. And like I said, it's you know I'm not not proud of that man. I don't I don't tell my kids about it or anything. I just I just move yeah. on. You know, never been in trouble with the law. Really, never been. Uh, you know just kind of calculated my life to have a family yeah. and have a successful business. And uh, just like you guys, man, you want your business to be successful and everything else and take care of your family. And not that, not that hard. I mean, life is hard, but it's the direction is not that hard once you find it, you know? Yeah. Well, everything kind of falls into place once you realize what you're set to set out to do. We're both yeah, fathers absolutely. as well, man, of older, older kid. Well, my son's 16 Yours is what, 13? 13, yeah. And yeah. would you guys have eight years old? What are your kids' ages? Yeah, I have. Younger? God, I have a, I have a 17-year-old. Oh, okay. 17 year old. Yeah, I have all the way from nine to 16 right now. Wow. And it's, uh, you know, you guys know like... how it is. It's tough when they don't want to hang out with you when they're teenagers. Like, I wasn't like that, man. I was taking my grandpa to the mall power walking, uh, you know, when I drove. So it was weird. I was a little different that way. I, I always did my family thing way first before my friend thing. Yeah. 
So, but nowadays, man, my, my kids don't want to hang out with us. They'd rather stay home. Literally, literally they go out to Hibachi birthday dinner. They'd rather stay home tonight. Uh, yeah. That, That's pretty I, sad. Yeah, it Screw is. That. It is be weird, all man. at Hibachi, dude. I love that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's like, uh, where are you yeah. going to go when you're 18? What do you, what do you mean? Where am I going? Well, you're going to get a job and pay rent, right? What? What? <laughs> you like, you know, I know, time. right? That's scary. It is. It is scary. You know, it is. Cause it's like. You got to be the parent when you, but you got to be like that, you know, like that tough love kind of like, you're going to have to go get it by yourself, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. you can't let them know that you're like, oh, fuck, man, I hope they make, you know, like all, you got to mask all that shit. Yeah, I mean, because. Plus, like, you're going to assist you them any way you can. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When it's they, just weird, man. Sometimes they're funny. Yeah, it is a. Uh... Having your kid get older is uh, definitely weird. Like, it, it just feels like he wasn't, you know, a teenager already, like, not that long ago. And I'm still young myself, so, like, I grew up with That's him, good to be a young basically. parent, though. That's... Hey, how do you know Angie? Uh, we just met on Instagram, yeah. like, through music shit, basically. And then oh, she I thought was she was like... friends with you guys. She's, uh, I mean, she's like, an internet we, friend, man. Yeah, internet friends, but I haven't, like, officially, like, met her, met her. I think she just. I met her one time. Cool. She seems very cool. She was like our plug to you kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked because, like, I mean, not that we wouldn't have did it, but it's like you know, saying like, I mean, I thought it was like for friends, but that's all good. <laughs> You're yeah. Like, oh, no, fuck, she's we're signing she, off she's now. Cool. Screw these guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, she's cool, man. I don't do this much, and I appreciate you guys. I, I appreciate the question. I appreciate the openness. I appreciate kind of the flow. I think that's all important. I think that's all important. I did these. I've done these and I've, I've did a few of these back in the past and it's just, it's, it doesn't seem like it was the same and maybe cause I'm more mature now. I don't know, but uh, this, this seems to flow in kind of a conversation, you know, and, and, you know, it got off tangent a little bit to nine music material, but it's a conversation, at the end of the day, man. it's a conversation yeah. and that's what people want to hear anyway. So like that, we just, uh, like I said earlier, we just let it go where it goes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're still hardcore guys, Tony, especially, I mean, God, he was playing so many, so much music. We went to the mall today, and he was just playing. Oh, did you hear this? Did you hear that? And I'm so out of out of hacks with everything, man. It's, I'm like, you like this band? I play a song. Goes, they're fucking liberal. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ! They're, I can't. They're good, but, but even if I like modern day pop, like I can never like Taylor Swift because of her political views. Like I can never. She is completely the reason why my kids are going to have a hard time in life. <laughs> and you it's know, like yes, yeah, so it's that hard might... for you to separate. Like you just don't do it. If they represent, yeah, and... like you're fuck that. It's just even if the music's good, or you just don't even give it that chance. Yeah, and it kind of contradicts what I said before. You know, it contradicts it a little bit. But at the end of the day, man, I, I got to stay true to my beliefs. I cannot, I cannot sway from my beliefs because I don't want to sell myself out. And uh, that's why I could never listen to anyone like that or anyone. Uh, Anyone on the other side that has something to say that are completely against me, completely against my ways of thinking, you know, even though I'm not going to confront them or anything, I just, I just don't want to participate in any piece of their, their life or their well-being, you know. And that's pretty much the best way you could go about it too, rather than sure. starting a whole fucking internet yeah. argument over it or something. That's just yeah. a waste of time. Confrontation. Yeah, you're right about that. That's yeah, but those people, those people want to argue. They want to fucking yeah, say exactly. something because of your view. Yeah, that's what and I that's was just... like, fuck telephone tough guys, because it's like, dude, internet typing, like, all that shit, it's just, 
I just ignore it because it's like they're not going to come knock on your door. No, no. And before, you know, back in the day, 30 years ago, I was like, man, let's just fight. Let's duke it out, shake hands after, may the best man win. Yeah, nobody thinks like that anymore. Yeah, because as soon as you throw a hand, you're getting fucking served legal papers. Yeah, or a fucking... Right, 100 for nowadays, it's like, hey, am I getting my lawyer involved and everything else? I would rather have a a quick debate and put the smack down, you know, debate-wise. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot more people should do that. Like, a difference of opinion can be a good thing because it makes good conversation as long as both sides are willing to not argue about it. It's not. It's not going to be both sides because right. You know it what? Usually when, when never you, is. And, it, and and that's a bad thing, but it's okay because you know it's you're it's it's them. It's you know like the song that us versus them by Sick with all, but you know when it's, when it's us versus them, they're going to say. And again, I'm not a political person. I'm just Steve's hardcore best friend drummer, and it, but it just seems like with the whole scene, like here for example, there's a band called Zulu. They're black. They play. They're like metally hardcore, whatever. But the name of their band on Instagram is Black Power Violence. So if we started our, if we started a page White Power Violence, why is that different? Because Black Power Violence and White Power Violence, and then they, you know, they they have their thing like what, they go Black Power, Black Power. What if we were doing White Power, White Power? Oh, why is it okay yeah. for black a black band to do that, but not a white band? Because there was slavery and. I don't get that. Someone enlighten me or, or tell me different. I don't understand why. I think that's a fucking weird. They made a shirt and I pushed it up in my thing. It said, uh, they had made a shirt that said abolish white hardcore. What? Like, wh- what does that mean? And everyone, you know, everyone who's liberal, they're like, oh, well, they were just saying this. Like, what does that mean? But they're trying to make a mark and they're trying to, they're trying to find their, their whole roots and everything. And at the end of the day, that's a that's a stupid shirt. At the end of the day, I'm proud to be who I am. Like I said before, I'm proud to be a white guy. I'm proud to be a straight guy. I'm proud to be a family man. I'm proud to have healthy kids. I'll say that to anybody. Does that construe racism? Absolutely not. If you're not proud of where you come from and who you are, then you don't have much uh you don't have much gumption in your life, to be honest with you. So that whole that whole thing, I don't know much about that band, but I think that's they're just trying to find their shake the tree a little bit, you know? Yeah, like they're gonna get, you know, the algorithm's gonna fucking bump because they made a dumbass shirt. <laughs> right. Well, that's what they're all about though. But you see, know? they wear stuff they wear, they wear the rainbow stuff, they wear this and wear that, and they're black and they wear like these big pants and furry jackets, and it's just like I don't understand what you're trying to do. To me, that's racist as fuck to say abolish white hardcore and i mean dude and black Since power did, violence, uh, hardcore like, and like fur jackets and funny fluorescent color and all that shit it's like freaking it's weird, not supposed man. to be a fucking image like that i guess at least i thought you know never never has been never should be never never will to the true guys that's fucking corny a. dude that's corny that's corny bullshit and, uh, you know, and, and another thing is you can call my, my wife calls me sexist and I'm a little sexist. You're seeing more females in the, in the, with, with, yeah, with a lot yeah. to say, you're seeing a lot more female vocalists and bands and different things. A lot more females uh, I just, moshing, I, dude. That shit's blows me away. I know. Down, I know. Man. It's crazy. Yeah, and then fucking down. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. And then if they get, you know, if they get back fisted in the face then all of a sudden it's freaking wah, 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 and, and this mm-hmm. and that, but my I don't know, man. Up, I just you get hit, man. You knew, you knew better. 
she knows, you know what I'm saying? Comes from the same scene, like. But that's not true because I mean it's true, but it's not acceptable in different scenes. If they're no, fucking the girls in there, and you give a thing, you you, you make it shot from a fucking because this guy's in like this crew or that crew or this person or that person, and get beat up because you 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 bumped into her in the pit. Like that's just that weird. That's dumb. I I haven't. That's, um, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're older than. The, the kids in the scene now, like the 19, 20-year-olds, I don't know. They just, they don't seem as uh, threatening as, um, or the, the scene doesn't seem as threatening as it used to be to me, I guess. You know? Or, oh, I agree. I agree with that. Like that tension. I'm not into the, yeah, go, I'm sorry. No, like, I'm just saying like that, um, that excited feeling you used to get of like, almost like you're in a dangerous spot, you know? Like, yeah. moshing with crazy-ass straight-edge guys. Spin kicking, kickboxing, you know, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, I tell you one thing though, man. In the in the, in the music scene nowadays, in the hardcore music scene, I am not into the two stepping and the Denise Austin calisthenic workout in the pit. I think that is corny. <laughs> I think it is it's atrocious, and you know, it just it looks stupid. It just looks funny, you know. But they um, wrote the at the end of the day. Yeah. We always say, yeah. <laughs> You, you kind of let people do what they do, and I guess, you know, they, they blow their aggression however they have to blow their aggression, and if that's how they dance in the pit or whatever, that's how they dance in the pit, so. But it is it is funny. It is funny to see, and, uh, you know, and, and One Life Crew, it brought politics and, like I said, world affairs into the hardcore scene, but, you know, it seems like that Zulu band as well. As, like I said, I, I don't know them, but, you know, after Tony saying that, when you look back at slavery and everything else, there was more white and you know irish and italian slaves and yes, the word black slaves you know so you look at some history you look at the history of of the black man being republican before they were ever democrats that's how it was the democrats sold that you know sold that that race out back in the day if you if you look at history you know but someone some people don't want to look at history they're just they're hearsay people you know Fuck that. So yeah, well, a lot yeah. of people don't like read into things past like a an article headline or something like that, and then they just <laughs> evaluate their opinion based on that. They don't like read the history. So of true. This, that, and the other. So true. I mean, that's that's such a good point. But, I mean, it's, you know, to each it's the microwave generation, man. Yep. Like people are like everything's quick then and there now on a ten second or a ten second span. It's like a goldfish memory type of thing. Yeah. Another another great point. Another another truth. So, you got this. But yeah, that was. Uh, there's some other stories that I could tell that were that kind of kind of scripted my name per se. You know, and we we were in college. We were at a show, and uh, and a bunch of a uh, bunch of people were there. bunch of it was it was a pretty sold out show, and there was a couple girls that were drunk, and these guys were circle moshing, right? And one was my roommate, you know, my best friend at the time, you know, I don't, I don't say my best friend at the time, one of my best friends at the time, Tony's always been in my life, you know, but it's, it was so funny. This girl just kept kicking people. I mean, kicking them like, you know, Doc Martin kicking them. Just crowd killing? So, I, yeah, just, just, hmm. just kicking this. Every time they came around, just kicking certain people. And I got pissed. I got freaking pissed, bro. And I said something to her. I'm like, dude. That's my freaking roommate. Enough. You're done. You're done with that. So the next thing you know, her friend broke a bottle over my head. Ooh. And I'm like, holy shit. So I just fired fighting these girls. I said, I go equal rights, equal, equal hits, my friend. 
and I, I threw her under a urinal in the bathroom and that was it, you know? And then the next two weeks after that, and she was a, these were two skinhead girls. Okay. And two weeks after that, I had, I went to Dago abortions down at Peabody's down under in Cleveland. No one wanted to go with me. So I went by myself and I must've had 30 skinheads kind of saying, what'd you do? I'm like, here's the story. Here's what went down. If we could, we could end this now, or we could make this go on and, and have a war in a Cleveland hardcore scene. Here's what went down. I came by myself to this show, but here's what these girls were doing. So it was interesting. They almost put a, a bounty on my head before this show, you know, and it's kind of Jesus. funny. But Damn, that was just kind of some some of the some of the stupid stuff back in the day. You crazy know? bitches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So and that is wild though. Like, especially like that had to be uh kind of fucking only time I've ever I've ever hit a wracking. Well, yeah, dude, yeah. you just Always. got smashed with a fucking bottle. Like, what are you supposed yeah. to do? That's like a reactionary thing. Yeah. Not, 100% not, you know reactionary. I mean? Like, muscle memory, dude. Most people wouldn't just yeah. be like, all right, walk away, see you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like you're gonna... why did you do that? <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're so right, dude. It was it was just constant. It was just my – I just – I exploded, man. Right. And my actions spoke for the way I was feeling, my anger. Yeah, and like you said, at the end of the day, I would never hit a woman. That's not my thing. I, but that was the only time in my life that I could say I hit a woman and tossed her, and she landed under a urinal in the in the boys' bathroom. So in the men's bathroom. So some of that stuff, and they're like, God, "You're mean. How could you do that?" I'm like, "Man, it's really not being mean. It was just I lost it, man. I mean, you, you don't do that to someone. You don't yeah. you don't do that, no, drunk or not, man." Just stop at the time. Don't come at me and try to punch me, hit me with a bottle. Like, come on. Yeah, well, because at that you point, know, like your people. animal instinct, yeah. fight or flight type yeah. Yeah. shit kicks in, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's how it worked out. Some of those things, like I said, I'm not saying I'm super proud of that stuff, but stuff stuff happened in my life when I was younger, and you know, nothing in nothing in the sense of legality, and nothing in the sense of gang beating someone up. I, I always say it to my kids: don't be a bully. Don't ever pick on someone who's smaller than you. That's weak. That's You're super right. weak. You know, so. Oh, I also wanted but to cool. say to both of you guys, like, uh, I'm not straight edge. Uh, Ryan's not, but like, I just I think it's really fucking cool that you guys are still edge at your age, like all that time. Because there's a a lot of people I know that you know they were straight edge when they were kids, like and then, five years. Yeah, and then as soon as they're 21, it's like, oh, I can go to the bar now. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, I know a lot of people like that too, and, and you know, and and. There's no, there's no, I mean, I don't care either way. I have friends that aren't straight edge. I have friends that are straight edge. For sure. Um, like I said, I've, I've never done anything. And I think it goes back to, you know, my parents owned restaurants and, and taverns and bars. Okay. So, you know, I was that 10 year old guy that was working and I'm working at my parents' bar and I have the broomstick with the nail in the end that you sharpen up and you yep. collect all the trash off the ground. You know, and you're watching people freaking in cars doing coke off the dash and shit like that. And you're looking at people getting inebriated so bad where I remember my grandfather, 2.30 in the morning, she literally got knocked down by these two ladies that were fighting. And I'm like, holy shit, these people can't control themselves. Like, it's out of control. Like, nothing nothing good happens after 12. And nothing yeah. good happens after 12 when you're inebriated, dude. It's like freaking insanity. Yeah, freaks But that was some of the night. things that I saw when I was little that I probably shouldn't have seen. And it kind of said, man, I don't want any part of that, bro. I don't want any part of that. So, you know, but like I said, I don't, I don't judge. You do what you got to do. And I don't know if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. That's how the world works. If you're my neighbor and you're a good neighbor, we go from there. 
Yeah. No, so. it's uh like Jeremy said, it's impressive to to take that for that long. We appreciate that. So thank you. We appreciate that. Do you yeah. have anything else there, Ryan? No, I was gonna say I know you guys are trying to get to Hibachi soon, so we'll let you get out of here. But his, wife, um... no, his wife's not his wife's not even here. We'll probably go like six thirty, who knows? What? <laughs> He's like, I'm hungry Wait, now. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, that's his son Deegan. He's a lacrosse legend up in uh, Caledonia. Caledonia. Uh, Grand Rapids. So uh, he just he, he 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 had a dirt bike and he just it ran out of gas a mile away from house and he just came home all sweaty and tired and pissed off. <laughs> like father, like son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right Me, till you die, baby. Mean dig. <laughs> mean dig. Mean dig for sure. But no, no way. Thank you guys very much, and uh, thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Thanks for the hard work. Like I said, keep uh, keep interviewing bands and and building your podcast. I hope your record store, man, capitalism works, and you freaking make a ton of money. It looks like vinyls back in like freaking bonkers. Yeah, it does so, all right. Yeah, I hope everything goes well for you guys. Like I said, I appreciate your time, and uh, I hope uh, I hope everything just rock and rolls, man. I hope you have a good twenty twenty four. Awesome, man. You too, Same brother. to you. We appreciate you guys' time and uh, you sitting here talking to us, filling us in on stuff, telling stories. It was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, well, take care, guys. If you guys, uh, you know, definitely reach out to me if you guys need anything, okay? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you, guys. Thank Have a you. good one, guys. You Peace. too. See ya. Later, guys.